Hi, everybody. Welcome into Sports Talk Chicago. Great to see all of you here with us across all of our great radio and TV affiliates here in Illinois and Indiana. 98.3 The Life, WKAN 105.5 The Ticket, ACTV, JTV, WJOB, and City's 92.9 Talk FM. I'm John Zaglul. John Meadows is directing and producing. We have so much to discuss here tonight. The Bears have hired a new offensive coordinator, Shane Waldron, comes over from Seattle. What's his business? We'll discuss Matt Eberflus defended Justin Fields in offensive coordinator interviews. How old are we? We're going to discuss that, too. Plus, the Baseball Hall of Fame voting results have come out. Billy Wagner, our guy, came three votes short. (laughs) Just horrible. But he was close, and I think next year will be his year. All of that's going to be coming up. You can follow us all over at Sports Talk Chicago. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. We've had a nice uptick in subscribers as of late. Uh, you can like the video, subscribe to the channel, as we do our best to get to 20,000. want to open up very briefly by letting everybody know here that we have officially signed all the papers and gotten the contract ready. 98.3 The Life, Round Lake Beach, Illinois, is now an official affiliate of Sports Talk Chicago. So we welcome in this new audience. We are going to be airing there on Friday mornings from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m., pretty primetime slot in the mornings. And we are so excited to be a part of this new station and to really cement our presence in the northern part of Illinois. We've been doing our best to try and get up there. It's certainly been a struggle, but 98.3 has been unbelievably caring and well and has treated us well throughout this whole process. I want to give a special thank you to Lou Bruno and to Rusty Silber over at uh, 98.3. They've gone undergone a rebrand. They have a new studio up there. They have a Twitch stream. You can watch them on Twitch now, twitch.tv slash 98.3 The Life. They've got a legitimate operation going. And as they continue to expand, we're excited to be a partner with them and be along for the ride. They have been very gracious. And we just want to sit here for a second and and really thank them and, and welcome this new audience to the Sports Talk Chicago family. If you're unfamiliar with us, I think you're going to enjoy what we bring to the table. And as far as on 98.3 goes, we're going to compliment a sports show on Saturday mornings hosted by Rusty Silver from 8 to 10 a.m. So we're going to be on 8 to 9 a.m. on Friday mornings. His show's on Saturday mornings from 8 to 10. So a couple of sports shows in the blocks on the case for 98.3. We're glad to be there with them. And, of course, we're glad to expand our affiliate list. Now we got seven stations in total. we got our great partners across Kankakee, Joliet, Wilmington, Aurora, Bloomington Normal, Northwest Indiana and Chicagoland, uh, it is amazing. And there's more expansion to come on top of that, too. So uh, the fact that we're already at 7 is just amazing. And we're going to get to more, and we're going to cover and blanket, hopefully, more of the state of Illinois, parts of Indiana, hopefully even out into Iowa and southern Wisconsin as well. We're working on all of those stations and all of those areas. But thank you, 98.3. So glad to be a part of their family and so glad to bring Sports Talk Chicago to all of you in northern Illinois. Um, How exciting. And another feather in our cap here at STC as the STC syndication network continues to expand. So we're excited and um, we're ready to go. New audience, same old bears, unfortunately. I'm just kidding. They actually made a decent hire here. They hired Shane Waldron, the offensive coordinator. Now, we did an offensive coordinator video last week. Um, It was before the Bears had actually interviewed Cliff Kingsbury, who was my favorite for this job. But I'm not fully opposed to Shane Waldron. I'm not angry about it, believe it or not. So don't worry, I'm not going to be all negative or pessimistic. I don't think this was a bad hire. If I had to categorize it, I'd say this was the safe hire for the Bears. It wasn't flashy. 
It didn't pop off the page necessarily, but here's the positive. You know what you're getting with Shane Waldron. I'll explain that in a second. Here's what Matt Eberflus had to say about adding Shane Waldron to the staff. He said, quote, we are excited to add Shane to our coaching staff. Eberflus also said, I also want to thank all the candidates we spoke to throughout the interview process. This was a very exhaustive search, which it was. But in the end, I'm grateful the journey led us to Shane. He's a great teacher and communicator with a diverse coaching background among some of the game's most elite head coaches. I look forward to partnering with him as we build out the rest of our staff and get him started here. As we know, Waldron brings a lot of experience to the table. He uh, spent three years as the offensive coordinator in Seattle, uh, saw the team go from the last year Russell Wilson through the Geno Smith era, which I would argue was quite successful, that transition and eventually where they are today. So we're going to talk about that in a second. Waldron's star across the league, though, has risen due to his coaching efforts with Geno Smith. Waldron said also, quote, I appreciate this opportunity given to me by Coach Eberflus and Ryan Poles. We can't wait to get to work at a franchise with such a storied history and passionate fan base. And accordingly, uh, Waldron setting up some interviews as we speak with former staffers of his in Seattle, including Chad Morton, Sanjay Lal, and Kerry Joseph, among others, to work under him. Sanjay Lal is actually a respected guy around the league in terms of uh, quarterbacks, quarterback coaching. So maybe he'll end up getting the job or at least getting an interview. That'll be something we follow as well. So the Bears grab Shane Waldron. The Bears make the safe but not flashy move, but yet still, I think, make a smart one. At the end of the day, they make a smart move. Let's look at Shane Waldron's time, at least in Seattle, as a blade. Now, this past year, they went 9-8, similar to last year. Last year, they made the playoffs. This year, they didn't. This year, their offense was 17th in football. Last year, though, under Geno Smith, it was 9th in football. And his first year in Seattle, calling plays, it was 16th. I was at the end of the Russell Wilson era in Seattle. And I will say this, Russell Wilson, even in that year, say what you want about Russell Wilson, hit 25 touchdowns and 6 picks that year. And quarterback production as a whole for Seattle that season in Waldron's first year calling plays in Seattle was a combined 30 touchdowns, 7 picks, and a 103.1 passer rating between Russell Wilson and Geno Smith after Wilson got hurt. And obviously, Geno Smith balled out in 2022, set Seahawks records for passing yards in a season. That's right, he even beat Russell Wilson's record and had a quarterback rating of 100.9. And even this past year, although the offense overall was 16th in football, Geno Smith had a decent year, and when he couldn't play, Drew Locke even stepped up and did okay considering the situation. In addition, Seattle, at the running back position, and Kenneth Walker, 23 years old, who is not highly touted at all, run for another 900-plus yards this year. He split carries with um, Zach Charbonnet, who had 462 rushing yards. And then Geno Smith even added 155. So, Here's the thing for Shane Waldron. And here's the thing that I like when I look over his resume. Obviously, the experience is number one, but especially in Seattle, he knows how to find production out of players who many would consider subpar. And that's my take with Waldron. Am I convinced that he's going to rebuild this Bears offense? No, but nobody should be. I mean, I have skepticism about anybody who would come in here unless you're talking about Jim Harbaugh. Maybe maybe Cliff Kingsbury if Caleb Williams was drafted, right? There's going to be skepticism no matter who comes in, no matter who's going to be the next OC for the Bears and now it's going to be Waldron. That's understandable. That should be expected. I'm not going to sit here and anoint this guy to be the guy right away. 
<laughs> not going to make the same mistake I did or many others did with Luke Getze, which obviously didn't work. But I will say this. Waldron's track record, his respect across the league, and his ability to get the absolute most out of people like Geno Smith or Kenneth, Kenneth Walker, Drew Locke even, Russell Wilson, that speaks volumes about how good he is as a coach. Usually when you judge a coach in football, any sport, the primary thing that I look at besides, the, you know, did he win, does he have the horses, is can he get the maximum out of a player? Can he get the best possible results about every player that succumbs to his leadership? And I will say this. Geno Smith, before he went to Seattle, was a career-long backup quarterback who was obviously a bust and who had no future in football besides being a backup forever. He failed miserably in New York. And ever since then, just continue to bounce around the league with no plan, no aspirations, nothing. He had nothing until he went to Seattle. You know, Smith came in during Waldron's first year calling plays there. Russell Wilson's injury and Geno Smith in limited time put up five touchdowns and one pick. Smith battled for the job the next year against Drew Locke, won the job, won the NFL Comeback Player of the Year award, and passed for the most yards ever in Seattle Seahawks history, 4,282 in one season. Added 30 touchdowns. And a playoff appearance without Russell Wilson. The last time Seattle made the playoffs without Russell Wilson was when, was when Matt Hasselbeck was quarterback. And they went 7-9, and nine and Marshawn Lynch was running in that big game in which they upset New Orleans. That's the last time Seattle made the playoffs without Russell Wilson. They did it last year with Geno Smith as their starting quarterback. What world are we living in? <laughs> the Seahawks with Geno Smith... Not with Russell Wilson, not with Marshawn Lynch, not with Matt Hasselback, made the postseason. And Geno Smith won the NFL Comeback Player of the Year award. Oh, and he set a franchise record for passing yards in a season. All of that occurred under Waldron. And then in 2023, Seattle didn't make the playoffs, but they did go 9-8 and again. Geno Smith didn't match what he did the year before, but he also missed two games. Still put up 3,600 yards. He probably could have gotten a 4,000. Again, if he had played all 17. And the quarterback production from Seattle this year was still a 90.7 on the passer rating scale. That's combining Smith and Drew Locke in terms of passing yards and passing attempts. You got that production out of Geno Smith and Drew Locke. I rest my case. And this is not me saying that I'm a full believer. I think he's going to be the guy. He will fix Justin Fields or help develop Caleb Williams, whatever the case is going to be. But I will say this. I'm not going to question anything yet because this guy has enough of a resume to justify the hiring. And there's no way you could skate around that. I will say that emphatically. There's no way you could say, oh, this guy sucks. He's bad. I don't believe in him. When you look at what he's done and his body of work in football and Seattle wasn't his first rodeo. He's been around the NFL for 20-plus years. He's called plays for a number of different organizations. Now, that could scare you. Why has he gotten fired so many times? Or it could motivate you and say, well, he's either moved on or he's gotten fired, but yet he keeps finding work. He keeps finding work. 
It's different than somebody in the NFL who gets his one shot that never finds a job again, like Josh McDaniels, right? That guy just sucks as a head coach, and we all know it. It took him 12 years to get another head coaching opportunity. He couldn't even last one year in Las Vegas. Waldron goes from team to team, continues to get hired, and over the past three years did a lot of good things in Seattle. The record was around 500, of course, but look what he was working with and look from an offensive perspective what he got out of that team. I mean, that's impressive. You think Luke Getchy's going to get all that out of Geno Smith, right? If the shoe was on the other foot and Luke Getchy was calling plays out in Seattle? No way. No. No way that would happen. Shane Waldron got the absolute most out of every player that he coached over there. Kenneth Walker wasn't supposed to be a big-time running back, big-time pick. And Kenneth Walker has been great for them. He rushed for 1,000 yards last year, 900-plus this year. Last year, didn't even play in all 17 games. He played in 15. And even in Waldron's first year, the Seahawks had nothing in terms of running backs. I mean, they had Chris Carson, Alex Collins, Rashad Penny. Adrian Peterson got carries. (laughs) He had absolutely no weapons. No weapons, and look what happened. So I'm not going to criticize this move by Chicago. I'm skeptical because people like Brian pulls him at Eberflus endorse him. But in terms of legitimate production, this guy knows his stuff. I'm not going to crap on him for doing what he's doing and doing what he's done. Does this mean he's going to be a sure thing? We don't know. But it does mean that based on paper, based on resume, based on experience, based on output from players he's coached, he's certainly qualified enough for this job. And that's what I like about this, too. I have criticized the Bears many a time on this program for doing a college of coaches type approach, right? Hiring everybody with no experience and saying, oh, okay, let's see how it goes. For once, they went outside of the box and hired somebody with vast amounts of experience. It's actually the opposite of what they've done in the past, even at the coordinator position. Luke Getze, rookie, right? Luke Getze was a rookie offensive coordinator. He was a passing game coordinator, not an offensive coordinator, and that crashed and burned. Shane Waldron is a proven commodity in terms of being an offensive coordinator, and I will say this too. If it doesn't work here for him, it's not a Shane Waldron problem. I can tell you that unless things go catastrophically wrong, it's not going to be a him problem. You can't criticize somebody who's had success at four different places, four different organizations, and and a guy who's been around the league for 20, 30 years. You can't. So, you know, the Bears actually made a foolproof hire here. They really did because Waldron has so much experience and so much success with many different teams in football. He's highly respected around the league. So if things don't go well, it's really hard to blame him. It's probably going to be on the quarterback or – the offense or the people that he has, because clearly he's able to do something with nothing. He's able to make Geno Smith Seattle's all-time leading passer in the single season. He's able to have Kenneth Walker be somewhat of a star running back in Seattle when he shouldn't have been anything. He was able to coach up Russell Wilson in his final year in Seattle to put up a 103.1 passer rating. He was able to do all those things in just three years and add a playoff appearance. And you know what? For that Seattle team, a playoff appearance is a pretty damn big stretch nowadays. 
They don't have Russell Wilson anymore. They had Geno Smith. I mean, they were supposed to be so bad in 2022. They were supposed to suck. They went nine and eight made the playoffs. And this past year again, I know they didn't make the playoffs, but for them to even go nine and eight again, that's pretty impressive for that team. Based on who they have on their roster, based on personnel alone, they should not be nine and eight. They should be more like six and eleven. But Shane Waldron got everything he possibly could out of that offense every single year he was there, whether it was Russell Wilson. Geno Smith, Drew Locke at quarterback, whether it was Kenneth Walker running back. They still found ways to get production out of a lot of those players who probably should not have put up the numbers that they did. That's impressive. That's commendable. That's something we should be celebrating. And if he could do that with Geno Smith or Drew Locke or Russell Wilson or Kenneth Walker, why can't he do the same here in Chicago? Whether it's Justin Fields or Caleb Williams, whether it's Khalil Herbert, Darnell Mooney, there's so many guys who the Bears unfortunately just underutilized last year or guys who just not did not put up the numbers that they should have put up. And that's a fact. Darnell Mooney had a tough season. Justin Fields, you can say whatever you want. He had a tough season. And if he stays, we need to see some sort of improvement out of him. So this was a good hire by the Bears. This was a smart, shrewd hire. I like it. I'm not opposed to it. It's better than picking somebody with no experience and saying, hey, trust us. They did that once with Luke Getze. That didn't work. And the Bears for years have always gone on the budget hire list, hired people with no experience, and said, okay, let's see how it goes. For once, they choose experience. For once, they choose legitimacy. For once, they choose a pedigree. Now the question is, can he reform this Bears offense? That's going to be a challenge no matter what, but I'll tell you this right now. If it doesn't work... I'm not going to blame Shane Waldron. If he could do it with Geno Smith and Kenneth Walker and Drew Locke and Russell Wilson, and I'll tell you what, he could do it here too. Depends on how the Bears treat him and what they provide him with in terms of ability to call plays and actually run an offense. We'll be right back here on Sports Talk Chicago. We have so much more to discuss. Apparently, during these offensive coordinator interviews, Matt Eberflus was vehemently defending Justin Fields. How old are we? How old are they? We'll discuss in a minute here on STC.